On this edition of End of the Age, we will discuss central bank digital currencies, a global numbering system, cashless societies, social credit scores, and other precursors to the mark of the beast that you need to be aware of. You don't want to miss these segments. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries, and thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Revelation chapter 13 exposes Satan's end time master plan for the human race. He's going to establish a world government. He's going to establish a world religious system. Yes, I said Satan is behind the establishment of the world religious system on the earth today. And he's also going to have an economic sanctioning system for individuals to get them to bow down to the edicts of the world government and the Antichrist. The Bible says in Revelation 13, 16 through 18, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no one would buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Revelation 13, 16 through 18. That's the New King James Version. So, in the end time, economic control will be used to force the citizens of the world to comply with the dictates of the Antichrist and his one world government. The plan will be to give everyone on the earth their own unique identification number that will be necessary to function in society. If any individual does not submit and obey and pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his supreme authority, that person's number is going to be invalidated And they will not be permitted to hold a job or to participate in the global economy. So, what I want to do today is to go through some precursors that you need to be watching for. Some precursors to the eventual coming mark of the beast. The global numbering system, the control system is being established as we speak. The Antichrist isn't going to come on the scene with only three and a half years left and decide, hey, I need to create a global numbering system. No, no. He is going to usurp authority over an already functioning numbering control authoritarian totalitarian system. So let me give you a few precursors that you need to be watching for. Let's start off with the, the central bank digital currencies that are threatening our global freedom. And you're going to watch this happen. State-issued digital dollars will soon give governments control over the populace. 
Now, central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, are not coming. They're already here, folks. Central banks all around the world are moving toward the implementation of a digital, non-tangible replacements for coins and paper notes. And there are several central banks which are either planning it for right now or have already started pilot program for these CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, including the People's Bank of China, the European Central Bank, the Bank of England, the United States Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. He actually uh, stated recently that the progress of payments technology is that it could help with that. And he said that the Fed has been carefully monitoring and adapting to those innovations. Recently, the U.S. Federal Reserve publicized that it intends to move forward with measures ensuring that the United States will retain its leadership position in the development of these CBDCs. And the an American digital dollar whom some call FedCoin, would still need congressional approval. But the Fed announced in May that it will release a research paper this summer that further explores the move towards digitalization of America's money supply. Think about that. Imagine the control that they could have over the populace if they were to digitize our money. So, in the midst of security and privacy concerns, Cameron Shell, he's the executive chairman for Currency Works, he admitted that this next phase of the evolution of money can be a scary proposition. He said we need to understand how, um, well, I should say we all need to understand how the new centralized digital dollar will impact our daily lives. But more importantly, we need to direct our attention to the threat which this end-time cashless system poses to our freedoms. Remember, cash is freedom. Digital platform, control. And we should be aware that this centralized monetary world order is already preparing the way for the tyranny of the prophesied mark of the beast. If they can get you to be fully... Um, dependent upon a digital number in order to buy or sell, and they could turn that on or turn that off at any time, consider that we're moving straight into the arms of the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast system. These are things we need to watch for because there will come a time when we we will have to opt out of all this. And we'll be talking about that here in just a moment. But China has become the first country to roll out a a beta test of its central bank digital currency system. The People's Bank of China aims to have the world's first major sovereign digital currency, the digital yuan. And it's in use in time. They want to have it in use in time for the next Winter Olympics in February of 2022, which will be here like that. And it is seen as a way for China to challenge the global dominance of the United States. This um, digital yuan that they're talking about, it's going to be treated the same way as paper notes and coins in circulation 
with the notable difference being the new money system is not private because it gives policymakers a view of how money is being used by the individual in real time. So think about that. Imagine the government of China knowing how you everything you spend your money on, everything. Doing away with cash, moving on to a digital platform, and they have control over everything, every purchase that you make. It's a precursor to the mark of the beast, and we will talk more about it when we get back from the break. You do not want to miss these segments, everybody. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world. We will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Now, I'm going to get very deep off into this digital central bank digital currency system here in just a minute. But I need to, I got a um, conference that I'm going to be at in Bremen, Georgia, this Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. And I want you to join me. It's at this coming July 17th, which will be what is today? Uh, it's going to be this. Yeah. In a couple days here. At 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., I'll be teaching the future according to Bible prophecy. And I'll be at the Sanctuary Pentecostals of West Georgia, 240 Tallapoosa Street East, Bremen, Georgia. And on that Sunday afternoon, normally it's Saturday night, Sunday morning. This time it's going to be Sunday afternoon from 4.15 to 6.15 p.m. I'll be doing the Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments. And you do not want to miss that. It's actually a two-part lesson. Saturday night and Sunday afternoon this time, and we'll be at the same church. So look forward to seeing you in Bremen, Georgia, 
And we've had some great crowds at our conferences that we've been going to. Uh, and everybody's really enjoying the lessons and they're really getting a lot of information. It's always a great time. And so all of the information, you can find it at endtime.com under the events and then the conferences. Look under the date, all the information, maps, phone numbers, everything you need to get there. So I look forward to joining you in Bremen, Georgia. If you're anywhere around there, come out and um, see me and my wife will be there this weekend. God bless you and safe travels. Now, as the we're talking about these central bank digital currencies, as the United States and China really have positioned themselves to face off to be the first with a central bank digital currency, they're not the only ones. I mean, the Bahamas, they became one of the first countries in the world to issue their own central bank digital currency. It's nicknamed the sand dollar. Also, the European Central Bank's statement about the possible issuance of a digital euro in October. The Central Bank of Russia uh, announced in October plans to introduce a digital ruble as an alternative to cryptocurrencies, which are banned in Russia. So a CBDC, a central bank digital currency, is not a cryptocurrency. It does not compete with uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Litecoin, or any of the others. One of the main features of cryptocurrency is that it is decentralized. Bitcoin, for example, does not require permission for any central, from any central entity. It is controlled by the entire decentralized network. And it's really galling the central banks. Cryptocurrency transactions are permanent and final and cannot be taken back. Central bank digital currencies, on the other hand, they're in many ways similar to the dollars which you might have in your bank account. But there's a difference. Each transaction is centralized, and that is it's controlled by the central bank. You will need permissions to make certain kinds of transactions, and banks will still have the ability to stop transactions or to rescind them. Again, remember I said cash is freedom. But when you get onto the digital platform, you're yielding up much of your freedom. Before it's over with, you'll be yielding up all of your freedom. Also, they will have the ability to increase or decrease the total number of dollars in the system. But there is, however, one big exception to the similarities shared between a typical bank dollar and CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies bypass the local banks. And instead of having an account with a certain, like let's say First City Bank, for example, you will just have your digital wallet. And it's held by the various central banks, such as in America, it would be like the Federal Reserve wallet or a a Bank of Sweden wallet. So with digital currency, central banks would not need to print cash or hold physical money. On the other hand, some object to the obviously the strong control that the state would retain over the network within which this digital currency would operate. I mean, users would have little privacy regarding their information about how they how they spend their money. And that's a huge thing. I mean, governments would be able to track, uh, to keep track of who has what down to the exact detail. And there's also the possibility that countries 
could use digital currencies to circumvent sanctions from other countries, especially from the U.S. or the European Union, i.e., let's say, sanctions on Iran, something like that. And so let's, let's talk about how this all is based. I mean, think about credit and debit. That, that, that's circulated as money for thousands of years, right? I mean, for, let me give you an example. So money has been taken the form of credit notches on ancient tally sticks to keep track of who owed how much to whom for who knows how long. Well, those tally sticks could later be traded as currency. And a much more recent form would be commodity money, like gold and silver. And these, those systems based on commodities in short supply, which cannot be easily counterfeited or manipulated, tend to produce the greatest wealth. I mean, the gold standard prevailed uh, prior to World War II. And you could, take in, you could take your gold and spend it anywhere in the world. And in that sense, it was kind of like a, a one-world currency. By and large, while the United States still had plenty of gold to back up their currency, nations which had spent most of their gold-backed money, they chose to back up their currencies with the U.S. dollar. Well, America then became too greedy and printed more dollars than could be backed up with gold. And ever since the world has seen, uh, ever since that, the world's been on a, a fiat standard where every country has their own paper money without anything to back it up except for debt. And thus the world's monetary system is debt-based and is easily appropriated by an evil global government scheme, Right? I mean, talk about yielding up sovereignty. The Bible says the borrower is slave to the lender. And that's why it's nice if you can do your best to get out of debt. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that people that have debt can't go to heaven because most of us wouldn't go. But I'm saying it, it's, it's, it's a sense of freedom if you can get out of debt. You just feel free. Because the borrower is slave to the lender. So with the advent of a central bank digital currency, this debt-based paper money system may soon be coming to an end to be replaced by something much more, let's say, sinister. Um, Cameron Shell, I talked about him, the executive chairman of Currency Works. He noted that these alarming characteristics of these central bank digital currency systems that he actually said fiscal and monetary policy development, tax collection, is going to be a game changer. He said now all of a sudden you've got a decentralized technology being run by a centralized system and you can actually monitor, track, withdraw taxes, supply benefits. I mean, all of those things instantly. You won't have to go hunting down somebody to get taxes from them. Because it's centrally controlled. And as a political tool, when you think about uh, being made able to invoke or monitor sanctions on companies or countries or bad actors, when you've got instant access to these wallets, these digital wallets, it's an entire new tool that really we haven't seen the likes of. And I'm quoting Shell now. 
He said, ultimately, it is much more convenient for people to use it as, as well. He said, so I think an adoption is going to become inevitable as well. But if we're not careful with our policies and our laws, we are in for a controlled society. Now, this is not an individual who is a prophecy guy. This is a, he's totally secular. But they see what's coming with these digital currencies, central bank digital currencies. So think about that, everybody. A centralized system with the ability to control the purchasing power of the individual. Wow. Sounds prophetic, doesn't it? Sounds like Revelation 13, 16 to 18 to me. These are precursors. We're talking about precursors to the eventual mark of the beast, mark of the beast system that you need to be watching for. Letting us know we're absolutely in the end time. These are absolute proofs. So there's the central bank digital currency. Watch for that. It's happening now. So the next one I wanted to mention was the, the global numbering system. And it's happening in many ways. Medium.com. I'll just give you some examples here. Medium.com. They reported that in May of 2016, I've talked about it many times, at the United Nations headquarters in New York. So this didn't start yesterday. This has been going on, what, over five years now. That this inaugural meeting at the, of the ID 2020 summit brought together over 400 people to, and I'm talking about the leaders in the technology world, uh, Microsoft, um, Accenture. I mean, people that you've never even heard of, but they're at the top of their field. There was 400 of them to discuss how to provide, guess what? A unique digital identification system to every person on the planet. That was the goal of the meeting. It was held at the United Nations back in 2016, five years ago. They're way off into it. Now, ID2020 is working with Austin, Texas, just a few hours south of Dallas here, to number every homeless person around Austin because they want to get them involved in the banking system and different things. Those people have no money. What's the real reason they want to number them? Control. The only reason that you would force a numbering system of every person on the population is to control them. And so this meeting was held back in 2016 at the United Nations, ID 2020, to ID every person on the planet, including the one and a half billion people living without any form of recognized identification. But it all ties into the sustainable development goals that were signed, that was in 2016, that were signed by every nation in 2015, even the United States, which is the blueprint, socialistic blueprint of the United Nations to govern every person on the planet. With, and they say, we need to give, in this plan, we need to give everybody their own unique digital ID and I, a truly um, readable digital ID, including from birth registration on. Secure ID news says that ID2020 and ID40, which is the World Bank's effort, they aim to bring legal binding digital IDs 
to all of the world's citizens. Now you realize it was a 2,000 year old prophecy. Up until the invention of the computer and the internet, this was not possible. Because many of these are based on, um, what do they call it? Blockchain technology. And so until the invention of this computer and the internet, these global numbering systems were not possible. But now they're very possible. And there are people that are pushing straight forward with this. The, the, the article says that the purpose of ID2020 is to nurture public-private partnerships that can create an opportunity for emerging technology to connect the organizations that are working towards, here it is, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal 16.9, which is legal identity for all. And like ID2020, the Sustainable Development Goal 16.9 also drives the ID40 initiative, which is the World Bank. They're all working to implement the Sustainable Development Goals, the United Nations Socialistic Blueprint to Govern the Planet. ID40, uh, the ID2020, they're all working towards this. Um, the World Economic Forum, they're working to implement the Sustainable Development Goals. The um, Council for Inclusive Capitalism, working with Pope Francis to move people away from capitalism into a more socialistic uh, economic system or a um, socialism. And they're working. They say, they say on their website, we are working with the World Economic Forum to implement the Sustainable Development Goals. Everybody, it, it, all of this is Bible Prophecy 101, the establishment of a world government, the establishment of a world religion. Why is the Council for Inclusive Capitalism working in the, they say, in the, under the moral leadership of Pope Francis? What's, what does he have to do with moving the world off of capitalism, the nations that are capitalistic, onto a more socialistic platform? Because they're all working together in lockstep. The Bible said there will be a marriage of politics and religion in the end time. We're seeing that form. It's been forming for years. It's not happening, right? I mean, we're, we're at the culmination of all of this, everybody. And these are precursors to the mark of the beast that you need to be watching for. They're doing all they can to what? They all have one goal. Implement the sustainable development goals. It's one of the things that Pope Francis pushed in his encyclical Laudato Si. Sustainable, sustainable, sustainable. They're all pushing to implement these sustainable development goals. Why? Because they're creating a world government. They're creating a world religion. And they're creating a global numbering system that we would refer to as the mark of the beast. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. 
When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search Into the H Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Let me give you a couple more examples of this global numbering system. Just really quick. Fast Company ran an article. The radical plan for a global identity system for a world with shifting borders. One of the, they, they, and I'm quoting the article. I didn't write this. I'm quoting in this article. One of the most intriguing and radical ideas is a new kind of identity system based on blockchain technology, which could bring together diversified programs to create a new universal identity database, central control, both, uh, but Dakota Gruner, ID2020's executive director, imagines that it would evolve into a database overseen by an international non-aligned organization like the United Nations. Now, these people did not read the the Bible and say, oh, look at these prophecies. Let's write an article like this, folks. These people are secular individuals, but they are fulfilling Bible prophecy. The United Nations, the seat of world government in the earth today. Dakota Gruner, who's the leader of ID2020, the United Nations effort to number every human being on the planet, she says, well, it'll probably end up being, everybody's number will be in a database that is overseen probably by the United Nations. I didn't write that. And so you understand what's going on here. What John prophesied about 2,000 years ago is coming to pass right before our very eyes. I'm not sensationalizing this at all, folks. The Antichrist will come on the scene in another year, few years, and he's going to usurp authority over a fully functioning global numbering system and use that to economically sanction individuals to bow down to his edicts. Now, <clears throat> this is what the, the um, Fast Company was talking about in that article. It's happening. And Overture, they wrote another article. The system is being tested on Syrian refugees. This system, the, this program 
that is the database that goes through the United Nations, they're testing it on people that don't have a choice of whether to um, to function under that or not. The, the program to cooperate, that was the word I was looking for. The program integrates blockchain with a biometric technology to create digital profiles unique to each family. These refugees from Syria that have had to flee there, when the Syrian uh, civil war was going on, they fleed down into Jordan. I think there's tens of thousands of them. These residents in these refugee camps, they don't have to rely on having cash on hand or physical debt, debit cards to go shopping because there's like grocery stores and things at the camps. Instead, to buy food and supplies, these camp residents stare into an iris scanner at the registry to verify their identity. In the blink of an eye, the scanner cross-checks their identity against a United Nations database, queries their account, or say, hey, do you have enough money in there? Yes or no. And get this, it allows them to purchase what they need. Did you hear what I said? It allows them to purchase what they need. If the United Nations wanted to say to X person, no, no, you're not, you haven't been complying with the edicts of the camp, we'll invalidate your number and you can't buy anything. They could do that with the push of a button. Imagine if this was implemented globally. Do you see this as a precursor to the mark of the beast? I sure do. Absolutely. And so these are things that we need to be watching for. The Bible says, occupy till I come. We have to have a way to survive all the way to the second coming of Jesus Christ. I do not believe that this will become the law of the land here in the United States because we're... We are, I know that it looks like President Biden is just full on into a world government because he is. I mean, Blinken, think about this. Our Secretary of State, I hadn't even planned on talking about this. I just read this. Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State, invited the United Nations to come in here and to monitor and give a report on our supposed racism here in America. Now, think about that. The Secretary of State of the United States is inviting the world government into the United States to talk about our supposed racism? That is crazy. We signed a Declaration of Independence to not be under the rule of any foreign power. And yet, because these people are globalists, the Biden administration is is globalist, everybody. They believe in a one world government. They would love to yield up the sovereignty of the United States, do away with our borders and not protect them at all, and just yield to a one-world governing body. That's what Joe Biden's all about. He's a globalist. He believes in a one-world government. And so when I heard about the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, inviting the United Nations to come in here and to, to monitor and to give a report on our supposed racism here in America... I couldn't, well, I shouldn't say I couldn't believe it. I can believe it. But there are so many precursors to this mark of the beast system. The world religion, world government, it's all happening. I have so many people ask me, well, oh, you, uh, yeah, you guys teach in, uh, that we're in the end time, prove it. And I say, my response is, which prophecy do you want to talk about? Just tell me, just, just name one. 
And I can tell you that it's probably either already occurred or that it's happening now or we're watching precursors to every single one of them that will occur prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Every single one. I'll give you another one. Then I'll get back on the cashless society. The Bible says there's going to be a peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians that once that's signed and it has the characteristics to the the prophesied characteristics to that peace agreement, that we will start the final seven years to the battle of Armageddon, the second coming of Jesus Christ. Daniel prophesied about that 2,500 years ago. A lot of people say, oh, there's no way the Palestinians and the Israelis are going to sign a peace agreement. Never happened, right? Well, I know it's going to happen. The Bible prophesies it. But I was listening to an interview last evening on my way home from church. I was in my truck by myself. And it was uh, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. And I did not catch the name of the interviewer, the guy that uh, his radio program that he was on. I wish I could have. It was on um, 660 a.m. here in Dallas. But they had a wonderful interview about the Middle East, the Abraham Accords and everything that was going on. And this guy asked him. Mr. Pompeo, do you believe that there will ever be a, they were talking about the Abraham Accords, and then he, then he shifted to an Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. And Mike Pompeo said, look, the Abraham Accords has been hugely successful. And he said, because we, they've taken the veto power from the Palestinians to walk away from a negotiating table, that because of the Abraham Accords and they're being so successful in the United Arab Emirates and, and the Israel and everybody's working together, that they will have no choice but to sign an agreement eventually. They haven't signed one yet. But Mike Pompeo said last night, I heard this, I was like, yes, because it shows that, hey, we're, getting, we're moving right straight forward. But he said because of the Abraham Accords and everything that was accomplished under the Trump administration, that... Yes, the, in the near future, the Israelis and the Palestinians, the Israelis will have no choice but to sign an agreement with the Israelis. Because he said the Palestinian, the, number one, because of the Abraham Accords, but number two, he said that the Palestinian leadership is so weak. It's not like it was under Yasser Arafat and maybe Mahmoud Abbas early on. There's a younger generation come up. You realize Mahmoud Abbas is in his 80s. He's ready to go off the scene. And there's a younger generation coming up that does not feel the same way about this Israeli-Palestinian situation. There are also Israelis coming on the scene that do not feel the same way. They don't feel the way the way that the, the, the um, people early on did, the, the original leaders that were just staunch. No, we can't do this. There are ones coming along. Um, just the other day, I read where Yair Lapid who will be taking over for Naftali Bennett in Israel, he is saying, he just said straight out, yes, everybody knows he was in Europe speaking. He said, everybody knows I'm pro two-state solution. He is pro a Palestinian state in the West Bank, folks. And he's going to be prime minister of Israel in September of uh, 2023. So, are we watching... Bible prophecy happening right before our very eyes? You better believe we are. I mean, it's happening on every front, folks. And we're talking today about precursors to this eventual mark of the beast system, this, this 
uh, economically sanctioning system that will be used, this global numbering system that will be used by the Antichrist and his minions to economically sanction individuals to cripple them economically so they will bow down to the edicts of the Antichrist and his world governing system. I do not believe it will come, it will become the law of the land here in the United States because in, and I, this is when I got off on my Joe Biden tangent, but because we are not mentioned in the world governing body, we pull out of that, stand with Israel all the way to the end, protect her against. It does not appear from all I can tell in prophecy, and I've talked to my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, about this many times, that it will become the law of the land here in the United States. There are actually several states, this is on the books, that have passed laws against companies who would mandate that their employees take a mark in their hand, uh, an RFID chip. There are states that have laws on the books that are laws against that. And so imagine if the world government came in, the United Nations, and said, hey, we're going to mandate that you have chips put in your skin or however they're going to administer the mark of the beast. I don't know for sure how that's going to be. Imagine the uprising that would happen here in the United States because we've been talking about it. People know. I mean, back when the, back when Roosevelt was giving out social security numbers back in uh, mid-30s and they were going to give out a social security card, people bucked up against that so much that they put not to be used for identification on the social security card. My mom has a social security card who that says not to be used for identification because many people saw that as the mark of the beast. Now, we know now it's not the mark of the beast, but people bucked up against that numbering system back in the mid-30s, 1934, 35, back in there. So imagine the people that know and understand about Bible prophecy that would say, no way, you're not going to put a chip under my hand. And that's the two things you should never do. Never take a mark of identification on your person, a a chip in your hand, an invisible tattoo, anything like that. Never, ever, ever take a mark of identification on your person and never pledge allegiance to the Antichrist or his world governing system. That way you can guarantee those are biblical characteristics of the mark of the beast. A mark of identification and a pledge of allegiance to the Antichrist and his world governing system. If you never do those two things, you can guarantee you've never taken the mark of the beast. They're not going to sneak it up on you. It's not going to happen like that. You will have to you will have to consciously acknowledge and say, "Yes, I pledge allegiance to the Antichrist," thereby worshiping him and Satan himself. That's something you cannot do. It's of eternal consequence, everybody. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, 
we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. I'm going to get to this cashless society, a prelude to the mark of the beast, in just a moment. But we've got something that we're doing right now in the month of July in honor of my father-in-law's birthday was July 8th. And, you know, he spent really 50 years and, and just countless hours um, studying Bible prophecy and the book of Revelation. I mean, it's reading the book of Revelation through 19 times when he was in his, um, when he was 19, 20 years old. It really set him off on a, a, a prophecy ministry that we're still running today and, and, and will run to the second coming of Jesus Christ. As a result of that, in all those years of experience and all the books he read and everything, all of the prophecies God revealed to him, he put together a revelation commentary. I've been reading through it. I've been studying it because I just, I, I just want to make sure that I, I've got every nuance and everything. And God will perhaps give us new things before it's over with. But it's one of the most comprehensive commentaries on the book of Revelation I've ever even seen, much less went through and studied. It's really beyond anything I've ever even seen. So what we did, we're running it on a special right now. Uh, for the month of July, you can get the Revelation Commentary Volume 1 and 2 for a minimum. So you can get... Um, I should say volume one or two. This would be each. But for volume one or volume two, you can get it for a minimum minimum donation of $150. I think it's normally $299 for volume one or $299 for volume two. It comes with a book and all the DVDs. You can get it for $150. Or five interest-free auto donations of $30. This is happening during the month of July right now. And so if you'd like to order that, just go to endtime.com or you can call 1-800-363-8463 and purchase this Revelation commentary in honor of my father-in-law. It is fabulous material. You need to go through it. You need to share it with your family. Everything about this Mark of the Beast that I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure ID 2020 and all that stuff's in there. Very up to date. He finished it just a, just a few weeks before he passed away back in November. So it's something that you can purchase for you and your family uh, for a donation of $150, uh, for at least $150. I mean, you can give any kind of a donation you want, but um, for volume one or volume two, and wonderful information, be a great Christmas gift, whatever, but buy it now while it's on sale. Very important. So, um, uh, cashless society. Let's move on. See how much I can get done for the end of the program. I've got so many of these proofs, everybody. So a cashless society, we talked about it many times, prelude to the mark of the beast. 
you know, that's the thing is that a cashless society actually kind of sounds like a good idea to some people. I mean, I like cash, but if you didn't have cash, hey, nobody could come up and rob you, right? Uh, that's what some people are pushing. I like cash. But proponents say that a cashless society, um, you know, would make our lives easier. It cut down on illegal drug trade, even eliminate poverty somehow. I mean, you know, but even though it sounds like a good idea, moving on to a, this completely cashless society, it's a threat to our freedom. I mean, the most valuable ideal in the United States, our freedom, right? Beyond religion, we like our freedom. And it's common knowledge that most people use cash rarely now. Honestly, I like to have some cash on me, but I rarely use cash. If I have a $100 bill in my billfold, I have it in there for almost a year. I, I, don't, I don't spend much money, but I'm saying I, I just, it, everything's debit card now. And but most people use cash on a rare basis. I mean, they choose credit cards, automatic debiting and to pay for their groceries, bills, whatever, and just about every other transaction. And this trend is amplified to a greater degree in the last year, year and a half due to this pandemic. I mean, we've, got, we've seen stores that refuse to take cash to combat the coin shortage. I mean, <clears throat> I should say the quote unquote coin shortage or even to eliminate the potential for passing the virus from one hand to another. I mean, for years now, American Airlines, we fly on American Airlines almost every weekend now in their Admirals Club and things like that. They do not take cash. You can't go up and buy a sandwich or buy a a soft drink from them and pay cash. They won't take it. It's got to be a debit or a credit card. American Airlines right now, they've been doing that for years. But the term cashless society, it's not just referring to using solely credit, to credit cards to pay for goods and services. That's a misconception. A truly cashless society forces everyone onto the electronic banking system. And as each person would be forced to use an account to store their monetary funds. It all ties into, you know, imagine if they're, the, the central banking digital currencies had a global or a, um, a, a digital wallet and you were made to put everything in that, they could track every transaction that you make. So if stores, let's say small businesses, uh, banks, utilities, if they refuse to accept cash, those who desire to live, let's say off the grid or just to not be tracked by the big, big brotherites, they would not have a method to pay for products or services. Unless you could find a store that would somehow take cash. And I, I don't know if we went into a truly cashless society how they could even do that. I mean, even healthcare related costs, such as doctors or emergency room visits, imagine if they wouldn't take cash. Then you would have to go onto a totally digital platform. Um, that you talk about a controlling society, right? I mean, at the push of a button, you can invalidate somebody's ability to function in society, which is what the mark of the beast system is going to be all about. That's why we need to resist this at every point here in the United States. We do not, we don't want a cashless society. 
And this is something I need to look at myself. I need to, I need to start paying with cash more. My father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, he paid with almost everything in cash. Him and my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law still does. Because they, they simply did not like the fact of moving towards a cashless society, which we're being pushed towards in many ways. I mean, you know, many people might say, well, hey, I'm, 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 I'm not okay using cash. And, I, I, you know, I don't have anything to hide or it won't affect me. Well, that, that's really a, a naive, uneducated statement, really. Because when you're not able to control your own privacy or, and unable to really have a physical control of your own money, you're allowing someone else to control your freedoms, your ability to purchase, to function in society. A, a, a cashless society affects every single person. If we moved on to that, because in a fully digital monetary system, any transaction can be controlled by the click of a button. One computer button it could invalidate somebody's ability to buy or sell. And, it, and that's what it is. It's control. It's all about who has that power. I mean, there's, there's United Nations uh, propaganda the, uh, moving us towards a digital system. I mean, even these world agencies promote the idea of a cashless society. The United Nations has been pushing for the entire world to move towards a digital system since the adoption of the Sustainable Development Goals or the 2030 Agenda back in 2015, six years ago. And as part of the United Nations' desire to implement these 17 Sustainable Development Goals, a cashless society is high on their agenda. Remember, I talked about all of these things are devoted to, there's many areas devoted to, ID2020 and ID40, the World Bank's effort, they're devoted to implementing um, goal number 16.9, a digital identity, because of the Sustainable Development Goals. All of these things, the, the World Economic Forum, they're working to implement the Sustainable Development Goals, folks. It all goes back to that. So this allows the world government to promote a move towards totalitarianism. And it's something that we need to work to protect. I mean, in order to achieve many of their ideas, this global digital currency, a cashless society, would be paramount to its success. Imagine the amount of control you could have over a person. Think about this. The Bible, Revelation 13, exposes the three main areas of control that Satan is pushing in the earth today. World government, world religion, a world economic sanctioning system. Imagine the amount of control they could have over somebody if the government was controlled by the world government, if the, all the religions of the world were controlled by the world government or a world religious system, and the economy, the purchasing power of the world, purchasing freedom of the world was controlled by the world government, the Antichrist and his world governing system. Think about that. That's what the that's what the that's what Satan, the mastermind behind it all, is trying to create right now. Almighty God told John the Revelator in Revelation 13, "Hey, guess what? I'm going to expose the whole mess." 
In the end, Satan is going to establish a world government, world religion, and the mark of the beast. And guess what, folks? When God comes back, he's going to destroy the whole thing. He's, the Bible says the kingdoms of this world, no more world government. The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Man, am I looking for that day to be here. And so, but we're exposing, that's what I'm doing today. I'm exposing this mark of the beast, precursors, setting us up for this. It's happening. We're in the end time. You say, well, what, what's that got to do with me? It should, it should put a sense of urgency in you to make yourself ready for the soon coming of Jesus Christ and to get others ready. You need to study, make sure you can help other people explain and to understand the gospel of the kingdom of God. Because God is, so that's the thing. Satan is setting up his kingdom here on the earth. World government, world religion, mark of the beast. But I am working to build God's kingdom on the earth. I'm preparing people diametrically opposed to the Antichrist and the false prophet and Satan. I'm preparing people for the kingdom of the real Christ, not the Antichrist. How do you prepare for that kingdom? You be born again. You make sure, Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. So what am I doing as an, as an ambassador of Jesus Christ on the earth? I am teaching the Jesus Christ message, the gospel of the kingdom of God. The God of heaven is coming back before very long to establish his kingdom here on the earth. Let me show you how to be a part of that kingdom. That's why we've given away probably millions of the, under, uh, what do you mean born again tract? People want to know, what do I got to do to get my name in the book? I had a lady come up to me in Ann Arbor, Michigan, Sunday morning. And she's, and I talk about put, getting your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. She said, Dave, I don't know if my name's in the book or not. I gave her a real quick Bible study, a couple minutes. She got baptized Sunday morning. So that's what we want to do. We want to make sure if you're anywhere near Bremen, Georgia this weekend, and you want to be baptized, come out to the conference. You can get baptized. We want to make sure people are ready to meet the Lord and to be partakers in the soon coming kingdom of God. God bless you all. And we'll see you in Bremen, Georgia. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.